0: Hello, this is Jason E. Welcome to the Trading and Ascension Podcast. Let me lay down a couple truths and you'll quickly know whether you should stick around or just move on. Within the known but hidden reality of your life is a version of you that is a master day trader, reaching all of your goals. And part of my life's purpose is to guide you through the personal and spiritual growth journey, revealing that version of you directly towards consistent profitability. And we do that on every episode. How? Well, on every show, our time is invested into unveiling transformative insights, the kind that, that spark a fire within you and empower you to take immediate psychology-based actions that help you express the best version of yourself. That's boring. You're boring, everybody. If hey, you're that, get out of here. <laughs> Look, this is not entertainment. This is going in for goal attainment. Now for today's episode... All right. Well, today we have two special guests on the show. I'm going to t- be talking to Drew and Travis from Healing Vibrations Media, and they're joining us from Washington State today. Uh, lifelong friends who have become business partners, and they work to introduce people to sound bath and the the health benefits that come from that. And they really seek to introduce people who may not have otherwise ran into it, or may not. Really be attracted to it. So they're bringing in that audience. They have the mission of helping people find peace in an otherwise frantic life, right? So I think we can all get by, behind that. Now you can take your own deep dive into what they do at healingvibrationsmedia.com. You can also find them on their YouTube channel under the same name, Healing Vibrations. And uh, I think you're all going to be blown away. Uh, a tiny backstory on how we got here. So I had my first sound bath earlier this year. I um, also purchased a sound bowl. Um, since that moment, I've been really looking for someone who had uh, somewhat of an expertise um, in this area. I loved the experience. I thought it was amazing. I really felt I needed to bring this to my audience here. Um, I do want to say these guys aren't looking to be your guru um, or um, you know, anything like that. We're not giving medical advice today. Uh, but you're going to find some information that I think is going to be really, really helpful. So I'm super excited. So without further delay, like we hate to drive through, let's get it in. Travis, Drew, welcome to the Trading and Ascension podcast.
1: Thank you, Jason. What an intro.
0: Well, you guys deserve it. Anything I missed? Anything else you guys want to throw into the, uh, the intro? Uh, I think you nailed it all.
2: Yep. Yeah. Very, very wow. happy to be here. Thank you for having us.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm super excited, uh, and we'll we'll dive in. If I did miss anything, I'm sure we'll we'll cover it. And I, I kind of want to start um, just at the beginning here. Um, and what we'll do, we'll start now. We'll go back, and then we'll bring it all to today. So, you guys, you want to bring sound bath to the masses, right? That's kind of your your goal and your pursuit. How do you explain or describe sound bath to someone who's never heard of it? Let, let's start there. Yeah. So a sound bath is, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the concept of being bathed in sound wave. Before we talk about how you guys formed the company, what are your goals right now for the company and what are your roles within the company? Yeah, Mm,
1: let's start with roles. Mm -hmm. So uh, me, Drew, uh, my role is sort of behind the scenes for the most part. So I do, all of the administrative work that's involved in owning a business as well as all of the editing, recording, um, uploading that kind of stuff. Travis does all of the actual music, um, guided meditations as well as like the interaction with our audience. Um, I guess I could let you say that. Oh yeah. No, that's pretty
2: much it the social media stuff and just like the creating of the music aspect of
0: it. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. So we're going to, we're going to go back to the beginning. Now you guys have been friends your entire life, right? So I assume you were, you know, born with families of friends or something like that. Childhood friends.
2: We we were actually born uh, as neighbors. So we live in this little cul-de-sac and he lived right next door to me and he was born two months before me. And we were born and raised in the same homes our whole entire lives. Wow. Well, at least until we graduated high school. So, yeah, we were
1: just right there yeah. next to each other. We were two months apart in age, and then our brothers are two months apart in age, or one month apart in age. Yeah, And uh, so we were just always a little crew yeah. in this cul-de-sac of only three houses. We're right next to each, each other. So, yeah, we grew up playing together every single day.
0: Awesome. So is the other group of brothers, are they older or younger?
1: Older. Older Okay
0: mm-hmm. Awesome So a little little Crew of similar ages So what did you guys do Like before you were Business partners Were you guys You know Selling candy Young business tycoons Then Or were you guys <laughs> Athletes what was, what was it like Before getting In business together We were troublemakers <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, we
0: were. Yeah. <laughs> That's true We
2: uh, Yeah We We Were A group of Little mischievians <laughs> And so Throughout high school We we always did like pranks and like uh, messed with people around the neighborhood and messed with other neighborhood kids and just we uh, we love to have fun <laughs> at the expense of um, <laughs> other people sometimes. <laughs> but uh, we also uh, we played sports. Um, Drew was really big in skateboarding way back in the day. Um, skateboarding baseball. Yeah, skateboarding baseball. And then, yeah, um, I worked at the uh, car wash in high school and um, slowly worked my way into, I got started doing serving at a restaurant. I worked at Red Lobster for seven and a half years as a server and bartender. And then I had like this, I actually had a a uh, one of my regulars come in that I hadn't seen in a couple of years. And he sat down and he was like, whoa, he's like, you're still here, huh? He's like a lifer. Eh? And, um, I was like, like, no, like, I mean, I, I liked working there you know, it was good money, but like, I'm like, it really like sunk into me that I didn't want to be doing that my whole life, you know, I was serving people food that I wasn't super passionate about. And, uh, I ended up having like a whole life change and then pursuing massage therapy. And then, um, uh, after massage therapy, I got into sound healing, but there was like a whole bunch of steps that led into all that. That's gotcha. just a little piece of how I got to where I am now. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. And so, Drew, when he was like in his Red Lobster days, what were what were you up to?
1: I was in school. I was at, I think during that time, mm-hmm. right?
0: I was at USC studying film production.
1: Um, I spent some time editing video in Jared Leto's basement um, and <laughs> doing some other things around Hollywood and then I moved back to Seattle and started working for Amazon video and I did that for five years and then uh, when I quit, I didn't really know what I wanted to do except that I wanted to be producing video again because um, I was more on the distribution side at work so I had felt for a long time the need to get back to video projects and I was at the stage where I knew I was going to get married soon, start a family. And if there was a time for a career shift, that window was closing. And so I just, I got uh, transferred at work under a different different group. And I didn't jive with that manager. And so I just decided this is the sign. This is the time to leave. So I left having no idea what I was going to do. And then just started doing projects for like local businesses, videos. And then Travis and I started our thing sort of as just an experiment, just making one sound sound bath video on YouTube. and, And then it did pretty well. And so we did another one and then it did pretty well. And then we did more. And then next thing you know, I was just decided I was only gonna work on this. And then uh, it kind of blew up about six months later. And then I think a little after that is when Travis and I sat down and decided that it was time for him to go full on into the business too and leave his
0: massage therapy job. And uh, ever since then, yeah, it's been this every day. That's Mm -hmm. incredible. And so do you guys remember not when you first started taking actions, do you remember like when you had the, the idea, when the thought path was created, You guys kind of remember that moment or or just how it came to be to say this is something we should at least try.
1: I mean, for me, it was like a long time coming. Um, I have felt this draw to YouTube for a long time, specifically like being someone who's like very high stress. I go out of my way to not get stressed out um, to a pretty extreme extent. But then, working in the kind of work that I was doing at Amazon, um, you know, there's only so much you can do to escape that. So, well, one of the one of the things in that space as a business for probably about three years before I ended up leaving Amazon, and that was in my mind one of the things like I'm gonna I'm gonna start producing videos for local businesses, but I'm also gonna start trying different things on YouTube, and really the thing I tried was was sound with Travis. Like we met up at, on some holiday, uh, we were both at, at visiting our parents and, uh, we were hanging out in the driveway, getting caught up. And Travis was talking to me about playing singing bowls. And the more he talked about it, the more I just became like certain, like, Oh my gosh, like this is like the perfect thing for YouTube. Cause it's not ASMR, but it's relaxing. And It's visually like appealing as well as the sound. Like I I didn't know really anything about it; I had never experienced it. But just the way he was explaining it, like a light bulb went off in my head, and I said, "Hey, would you, would you want to make a YouTube video? Like I'll come over and I'll film a whole session, and we'll post it, and we'll see what happens." And I don't know what you thought about it at the time, but you agreed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. When he brought it up, I was like.
2: Is I mean I guess a little backstory with me and and sound healing. Um, so I've been where you finished with your yeah yeah. <clears throat> uh, so about ten years ago, um, actually about eleven years ago, I was in like a really really dark place. And um, when I was coming out of that dark place, and I got help and everything, um, I ended up discovering meditation. And I was just like on the search of life, you know, like what's the meaning to life? Like what, what is the point of existence? Like, why am I here? Is there a creation? Like, is there, is there an afterlife? I like, I I just wanted to know everything. And um, so i started meditating every single day. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like trial and error, trial and error. Um, And then my roommate at the time, he came home, he came home from uh, work one day and he's like, dude, he's like, I just had, the craziest experience at Fred Myers. And, uh, he's like, I was, I was walking down like an aisle or like walking down the middle of the store and some like little old Asian lady covered in rags, uh, spotted him from, he was like, literally I was on the other side of the store and she like spotted me and she like, just like ran towards me and like, you know, dodged like all the people that were all around her. She just went straight for him and was like, you have to have this. And she gave him this little, this little, uh, chant uh, on this like card. And it was, uh, Nam Mioho Renge Kyo. Or Kyo. Nam Mioho Renge Renge Kyo. Um, long story short, he came home and he's like, I know this isn't for, for me, but you know, I feel like this is meant for you. And he gave it to me. And I had never heard the chant. I didn't know how the chant was even pronounced. I just was like, okay. And I just started like <laughs> with it and just started like working with chanting within myself. And, um, it actually ended up activating, uh, my Kundalini, my, my energy oh, wow. body. And I actually had my first out of body experience, which like shattered my whole entire reality. It it showed me I'm eternal. It showed me everything. And, um, uh, when I came back, that was when I had like this huge life change. That's when I changed my career. I I wanted to do something more to help people. I realized, you know, life is like we're here, light. Like, we're here to just experience life itself. You know, there's no right wrong way to do it. We're just here to live. You know, as opposed to just being eternally ever right. always. Um, and uh, yeah, then fast forward a few years, like I I got my massage career. And uh, my girlfriend at the time actually gifted me a crystal singing bowl. And when I played the crystal singing bowl for the first time, that was the first time in my life that I heard sound like moving inside of my head. It was so wild. Like I was ringing this bowl and I was sitting still, but it felt like it was the sound was like making me go like, I wasn't doing that. It was just like, the feeling inside and just being able to experience that was mind blowing to me. And I'm like, what is this? Like, what is the singing bowl? I don't even know what to do with this. And then I ended up going on a trip to Thailand and, um, just to study meditation more and go to, uh, a few silent Vipassana retreats. And one of my first, literally my, it was my first day in Thailand, in this monastery, first time out of the country by myself, first time in Asia. And, um, I was just like walking around this monastery and I'm sorry, I'm going on a long talk here, but I'll try to make it quicker. Um, There's a pile of garbage sitting in the middle of this like dirt path. And I was like, what's, what's garbage doing in the middle of this monastery? So I was like, I'll just clean it up for him. And so like I went and I started picking up this garbage and all of a sudden around this corner, this dog just like comes out and starts losing its mind on me. And there's lots of feral dogs in Thailand and I'm like, oh, like it made sense. I'm like, oh, it's like a, a chewed up bottle. So I figured maybe it was its toy or whatever. So I just like put it back on the ground and then it runs back around the corner and then it comes running back. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. There's like 10 feral dog, whole <laughs> dog pack ravaged. Like these dogs are like, you know, like they don't have hair and they have like, you know, drool coming from the face, like spots all over them. And they were literally chasing me. All of them came full force towards me like a pack of wild dogs about to eat somebody. And I am like so out of my element and so scared. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? And I turn and I'm running as fast as I can, just like yelling for anybody to help me. And these dogs are literally one bit the back of my ankle, like trying to take me down. And um, I finally made it to one of the, the like pagoda like things like it, like a little uh, temple and a bunch of the monks came running outside and they all picked up rocks and they're all throwing at these dogs. And they just like scared the dogs off. And I was just like, oh, my God, what just happened to me? But it, it they chased me to this area where I heard someone playing this music. Like I was hearing like these soft bells. And so I like walked over to see what it was. And it was this German monk who's just gently playing them. And um, he gave me this like profound lesson about why you don't run from packs of dogs, which <laughs> came back to save me in the future. Um, how you just like hold your gun, you know, they're like, he's like, you know, food is the only thing that runs from these animals. So it's like, if you run, you're really in the t- anyways. So he was playing with these Tibetan bowls and he placed one on my chest and he tapped it. And that was the first time I felt like these vibrations inside of my chest in a different way that the crystal scene bowl was where it was like inside my mind spinning. This was like vibrations like coming through, like washing as like waves through my body. And it was, and I was just like, What? This is the most amazing thing I've ever felt. And then fast forward, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm at another place and I'm at this like ecstatic dance where you get to just like dance and move and express yourself. And this guy was coming through this tuning fork. And he was, like, offering it to everybody, like, asking if he can, like, buzz it on their head and buzz it on their heart. And I'm, like, tuning for it. Like, I don't even know what this is. Like, cool. Let's try it. And he put it on me. And, again, these – it was just like the Tibetan bowl where it was just like, like, how am I feeling vibrations in this way? And I just felt absolutely in love with all of these different instruments that were making me feel these ways that was just causing these profound releases inside And then when I came home, all I wanted was to build my, build my instrument collection. I was like, I just want to do this more. I want to do more of this and I want to be doing this for people. And then I've had other shamanic experiences where I've had like private sessions from shamans, like doing sound cleanses on me. And I just incorporated, like I'd, I'd experienced these things in this, in this private session. I'm like, oh my God, like I want to incorporate that to other people. Like I want other people to experience that too which made me set on the path of the sound healer. Cause I just wanted to like bring these people. I wanted to bring people these sound experiences and cleanse their body, their mind, their spirit with these profound one-on-one experiences. And um, I was set on being the greatest sound healer the world has ever seen. (laughs) Like I was always saying, I was like, I'm going to be the greatest sound healer the world has ever known. And it was just something I always said, just playing around. And then when uh, Drew bumped in when we bumped into each other at my at our parents, and he he brought that up the YouTube, and I'm just like, like YouTube, like here I'm like facilitating like group experiences at the place that I worked. Um, this is a way that we can get sound healing to everybody. You know, like I could do, I could be giving you know, thousands to potentially millions of sound baths to people all over the world with this YouTube idea. And, um, I jumped right on board. I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it, man. Like just super excited. And yeah, we he came on one day and we, we made our video and he loved it. And it was the first time I'm like, okay, if, if Drew likes it, then we're on to something good. <laughs> Drew's got good taste.
0: <laughs>
2: and, um, Yeah. Like fast forward. Like, I think it was like six to nine months later. Like we, we were struggling at like the three, four month mark. We're Like, is this something that we can sustain? Like, can we keep doing this? And Drew's like getting interviews, to like these other jobs. And he's like, I'm not sure if I can keep doing this. And I'm like, like, just wait, like this is gold. Like we, we gotta just keep duking out a little bit longer. And then sure enough, one of our videos ended up catching traction. And then, uh, it actually got a, a copyright claim and it killed all this growth that we had. Like we were like, we were rolling and all of a sudden it was like our whole channel came to a halt, but it was, it was good. Cause we, we didn't like that video. It was one of the, one of our experimentational videos and it was, it just wasn't good to bring to the world. And so when it was catching traction, we're like, no,
1: not that one.
2: <laughs> it was probably like our second or third sound bath that we ever made. And, uh, yeah. And then after that lost its traction, it gave rise to the three hour one, which is now at like 7 million views or something. And that video is what like brought the world, it brought us to the world and to the next level.
0: So before we get too far, I, I want to go back to a couple of things you mentioned in the in the story. Um, first off, when you talked about the out-of-body experience, I don't want to gloss over that because it seems pretty profound. um was this the the night you got the mantra you went home experienced that night did you practice it for weeks what was like the timeline
2: yeah so um i my my roommate at the time was atheist um we didn't get along in some ways and we ended up having like this huge falling out and he like moved out impulse that day and was just like out and so i had this one month span um so like When he gave me the the mantra, I was practicing it every single day. I was meditating for like ten minutes and then thirty minutes and like two hours and like just like just not having any idea what I'm doing and just like giving these chants and like trying to say it in specific ways and like feeling it in my body and like doing my breath work and uh um but there was like always like distractions that were happening and I was working with it for like maybe three or four months. And then we had that big falling out. And then I had this one month period where I was, I lived all by myself. I was all by myself in this space. And I was like, oh my God, this is like my opportunity to just really do whatever whatever I want without feeling like I'm being weird and like feeling like this person's like judging me because I'm making these sounds right. and all the insecurities that come into meditation, you know,
0: for sure. And,
2: yeah. um, so I just started, I just Went crazy with it. I was meditating all day, every day, just going at it and just going at it. And then one day I was sitting on the couch uh, or on my, uh, this big, super cozy lounge chair. And I was just doing my regular chant and I was doing everything like I normally do. And my mantra after I, after I, so with the chant, so people have corrected me on how to say it. They're like no, no, it's Namyo Renge kyo Like I've had people like get offended when I told them how I said it, and I'm like, well, I pronounced it like this in my meditation, and it took me somewhere, you know. Like so, it really that was like a solidifier into. It doesn't matter how you say things or or what you're saying or anything about any of that. All that it boils down to is how you feel inside when you're saying it and how okay. the, gen- the energy that you generate within your own body based on the intention that you're creating for yourself. And um, yeah, it all of a sudden, you know, like I get goosebumps telling the story cause it gets me so excited. Cause it's so, it's so s- nothing like anything I've ever felt. And um, I mean, I could go into details of like the step-by-step experience of what I went through. Um, I feel like that might take a little while though.
0: Um, yeah, no, no. You, we'll, we'll circle back to it because I, I want to, um, keep going down the timeline of what you're creating because I think all of that is is a big part of it. And uh, Drew, just for you, do you, um, you're, you're filming, so you're behind the camera. Do you get a sense of what's quality or like the video you guys talked about that you didn't want to go viral? Were you aware of that? Like, how tuned in are you to, um like the quality of the sound and and what's going on from the production side.
1: Yeah, I guess for me like when we first started out, Travis explained what it was um and then he gave me a sound bath and I just set the camera on the back and I just didn't worry about the camera and I experienced it myself. And from that first experience, I had a pretty solid idea of what I wanted it to look and sound like. And I wanted it to feel like being in that room as much as possible. That was like the big, the main idea. Um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of sound bath site stuff on YouTube already, but for the most part, you know, maybe the sound quality is not that good. And it's usually like just a still picture image. And so right. I thought that it was an underutilization of the platform and the practice. And I thought that we could get people much closer to that in-person experience on YouTube, and so yeah. when we started filming out, like or started out filming, it was terrible. <laughs> I admit, like I didn't, you know, I filmed, I'd filmed short films and stuff, but I never filmed anything like this, and never had to worry about the audio in this level at this level. Right. And uh, so it was very much a learn as you go type situation. Um, I hope that answers the question.
0: No, that definitely does. And so I guess the side question is, what, what are the, maybe the foundation or what are the steps to bringing that quality online? Because like you said, the still photos, the sound quality, you don't find that on other channels like you do on your channel. And I've listened to some, you know, and I, I don't know enough to say how the experience is compared to the, my one time in real life, but I know that your channel brings a, a good quality that kind of fills the room when I put it on uh with the surround sound speakers like it, how do you do that you know i guess in 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 simple terms
1: well, I really appreciate you saying that first off um, but yeah, I guess that the idea sort of our philosophy at doing this whole thing is uh has been to produce something first. And worry about making it better later. So, and, and I think that not enough people. This is just an idea of like a way to live your life, honestly, and, and definitely in business. Like, I I meet so many people who tell me they want to start a YouTube channel, and then I'll sit with them and like get excited about their channel and tell them like all these ideas and like how to do it. And then, and then the last thing I always tell them is like, if you're going to do this, you have to film your first video tonight. Like go home and make this first video and post it tonight. Because that—if you don't, you might never do it. And then if you right. do, that'll give you all the motivation. to like five people that see it—that'll give you all the motivation you need to produce the next one. And then you'll have an idea of how to do it better. You know, once you you sit down and you edit it, you work with the sound and you put it all together and you post it and you watch it and then you just cringe with everything <laughs> that you don't like about it. And then people watch it. Now you're like, oh, I can do it way better, and more people will see it. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that's that's the philosophy and and kind of how we've done it. And, and you know, it's been bit by bit that we've been able to like integrate like different techniques to like, like I said, try to make it more like that in-person experience. Like we have a very specific way of feeling of doing the audio now to where it does recreate this, like Travis was talking about, like you can feel like the waves, like going through your body right and uh when you just listen to like a normal recording of it it doesn't really sound like that but flat if you set the mics in the right way and have all these settings set up correctly it does start to feel like that but we only learned that from just doing it like dozens of times and so i always just encourage people and give like, you if you have something that you want to produce anything that you want to produce doesn't have to be video like just start doing it you don't have to know how you'll learn Yep. but the motivation will come from Doing it, too many people get stuck planning and trying to learn how to do it, and get obsessed with the idea that the first iteration has to be perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then they never yeah. do. It. Yeah, yeah, you know that's a great point. I'm glad you you brought that up because I know you guys are big on action. And and when you were building this out, I'm I'm curious about the vision. Did you guys see the end goal and say, you know what, we're just going to take action to to get up this mountain, or did you guys just say this is awesome right now? Let's just take the baby next step. How did you approach that with your, you know, take action approach as far as the vision merging with that?
1: I guess, I guess a little bit of both. So mm-hmm. it was like we try to keep, we tried to like every few months, like pretty much from the point that we decided we were going to actually keep make this a standard thing. Like after the first few months. Um, we try to meet every few months and talk about like the big picture mm-hmm. and make sure that yeah. we were on course and analyze, like, let's look at like, what are the videos that people are watching? What are the comments that they're telling us? Like, you know, are we taking this in the right direction? Yeah. But then on a week to week basis, cause we had a strict goal of like, producing something every single week, like almost from the start. Um, and so from a week to week, it was kind of just like baby steps, right? Like, oh, let's try this like new technique. Let's try a new instrument. Let's, uh, you know, if we buy this new lens or this new camera or whatever, these new lights, like it'll make one tiny like infinitesimal step in the right direction. And that was sort of our motto was like every video has to be better than the last video in some way. Yep. If, we're not, if we're not taking some step to make it better than – you know, what are we doing here? Right.
2: Yep. No, yeah. Yeah. And good I want stuff. to chime in on that also on how important sure. trial and error was for us at the beginning. Cause you know, like we, we didn't know what we were doing either of us, you know? So like we would play something and then it's like, we'd have these ideas and it's like, well, what do we have to lose? Let's just try it. And then, you know, we would just put it out. We would hear how it sounds. I'm like, Oh, like, Oh, I hate how I played that. Like, oh my God, that's what it sounds like when I play it like that. I'm like, okay, I'm never going to play like that again. And so like over the years, we've just literally through trial and error, just fine tuned everything because we just, we just try it. We come up with the idea and we're like, well, if it bombs, it bombs, at least we'll know, you know? And we even hold to that even to this day, like we will come up with ideas and we're like, well, we've never done it. Well, if it bombs, it bombs. If it doesn't, then we've got another thing for everybody. So let's just try it anyways. And just, just learning, learning from ourselves pretty much. And just, you know, like rewatching our own content, listening to how things sound like, oh how can we get this to sound smoother? And then drew, you know, does research and he's like, Oh, I figured out if I do this, we can get rid of this. And it's like, Oh my God, like, here we go. Like, yeah. Trial and error and experimentation yeah. is what got us to where we
0: are right now for sure. That's that's awesome. And I know anyone who's who's watching or listening, there's that's a courageous path because one, you guys are taking action, you know, you're overcoming fear. But also after you create something, the the courage to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it you have
2: to. If you want to grow, you have to watch your own stuff as much as it might make you cringe. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, I'm never gonna do that again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. Awesome. So I want to really dive into just the, the sound aspect and what's going on. But before we do that, so two things to prelude. I want to circle back to your upbringing, Travis. Um, Is it's my understanding of what you said you were raised by two deaf parents, correct? Um, and so, how does that affect your relationship with sound today, if any, if in any way? Yeah, that,
2: it's really interesting because, well, my mom and my dad are hard of hearing. Um, right now, they're both pretty much completely deaf. Um, but my mom loved country music. She can't really hear it, but like, there's just something about the energy of country music that always appealed to her. So like, she would have it going.
1: So um, feel the
2: vibrations. Yeah. Too. Like it just has that thwang that she could just pick up. She obviously can't hear any of the lyrics, but just like the melodies, she just really vibrated with country. Um, and then my older brother was very much into rap and hip hop. And then my dad is all into like 80s, 70s, 80s rock. And so I I kind of grew up with an ear of listening to all these different types of genres of music and like just really growing like an appreciation for the music. Um, but also, um, I was a very loud kid. I still am pretty loud right now because, you know, like you can just kind of be as loud as you want when you don't have parents that can hear you. You know, like you can play the music as loud as you want. You can do all these things. and. Um, I feel like it's in a way helped mold me to like this appreciation of sound because I've lived with people that can't hear sound. So I know like how important it is for people. And with the singing bowls, I actually did an experiment with my stepdad who's completely deaf. And he was able to feel the, the vibration of my singing bowl from four feet away. So that's him, you know, totally deaf. He's just feeling it in the air. And that is like really inspiring for me because you can give a deaf person a private sound bath. Like he might not, you know, be able to like hear it on YouTube, but in person, if they have like a close enough seat, they can experience it completely. Or if it's like a private one-on-one where you're like placing these vibrations, these bowls on them. Um, it, you know, they can experience sound for the first time or, you know, like in a different way than they've ever, ever have experienced it. So I feel like that has helped a lot with my my adaptability in the vibrational space.
1: And actually Travis's mom does watch our videos and she puts her hand on a speaker and she oh, feels wow. it that way. So for a long time, we've been trying to figure out like how can we do sound bath content on YouTube for the dev community, and we haven't really figured it out. We've tried a few things, but uh, that's definitely one of the things that sort of we're slowly working towards, and always looking for a solution.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that'd be a, a great niche. And so, let's talk about sound, uh, and then we'll kind of build up to so everyone knows the benefit of, of trying this out or, or seeking you guys out at your your website or even just a YouTube channel. Um, it's an experience, so there's a uh, audible sound there's a, a vibration that you're hearing i guess how would you guys just explain sound in and in, in its basic experience
2: yeah so sound i mean sound is pretty much everything everything in the universe is some form of vibration you know whether that's an atom you know with quasars in it and you know protons neutrons electrons you know bouncing back and forth everything has a form of frequency and a form of vibration and when we, you know, experience everyday life, our vibration can become out of tune. You know, let's say we get frustrated or angry, like we're giving off that type of feeling and that type of emotion. Right. And there's this uh, <clears throat> uh, university called the University of HeartMath in California, and they do all these studies on the heart and they have a, a machine that's able to read a heartbeat from 10 feet away. So. Wow. That just goes to show that we are literally all standing in each each other's heartbeats. Like we're all in each other's, you know, you can call it an aura. Like there's an aura too, if you believe in that. Um, But the heartbeat is like an actual thing that each of us, you know, like we get these vibes from each other. Um, So sound is just, it's the vibration of the reality that you're in and then it causes or it allows these different experiences to happen within us. So we all have our favorite song. Like it could be like some person might have this death metal that they love, or this person might have this hip hop that they love. And this person might have this country that they love. And when they hear those like very specific frequencies and vibrations in each of those songs, it causes a trigger within that person based on, you know, where their emotional state is like what they've experienced in their life. And just who they are as a person. We all have different sounds that vibrate with us more than others, right? Um, and then there's also universal sounds, and yeah, sound is just it's it's a part of like that, or it's just I, can't, I don't want to call it a substance, but it's like it's it's ma- it's a type of matter because you can't see it, but you can feel it, so it's there. You just can't, you know. It's it's hard to read
1: the medium in which we interact with matter.
2: Yeah. With. Yeah. And um, yeah, sense. so with the vibrations, they are just there. You're just there to listen to whatever vibrations you hear in life and then experience whatever it is that surfaces while you hear them. And so that's just, yeah, I don't know if that, yeah. that answers the question.
0: No, no, that definitely does. It gives us kind of a, a foundation to build off of. And so thinking about the, the spectrum of sound, would you say that there are positive and negative benefits that humans can get from sound, Are there like frequencies where I, I, I'm I'm referring to maybe like the Dr. Emoto's water experiment? Mm-hmm. They played certain frequencies and it affected the water. Have you noticed that as well? Are there there are frequencies that have harmful effects on humans?
2: Absolutely, and I mean, as there's any positive thing in life, there can also be things that are detrimental. Um, They have, you know, water is programmable by sound. And when you, you can put it on this little Petri dish and they have this thing also called uh, cymatics and you can pulse very specific vibrations into the water or into the sand and they'll actually generate absolutely perfect geometric patterns. And there it follows the building blocks of life. Like you'll see that how this specific vibration appears visually looks exactly how our cells actually develop. Um, and then there's also, you know, lower vibrational or not specific lower vibrational but like um, chaotic vibrations that can also cause chaos in the water or into the, the sand. And so like, for me, I like to, I craft these crystal wands and, and, if I'm listening to my own singing bowls or just meditation music, I am so clear and I'm so in the zone, just flowing with my creation. But if I put on, you know, like 80s music, I love 80s music and I love to dance to it. But if I listen to 80s music while I'm trying to do something that is like creative and requires attention, literally my hands will like shake. I can't, I can't even put like the glue down. It, it causes, a type of chaos in my mind that allows me to not be able to create the art like I would if I was in a less chaotic state. So depending on, you know, the vibrations that you're listening to, you can either be, you know, like overwhelmed by all the chaos that's happening with those sounds, which can, you know, create stress, the cortisol levels flush through your body and ends up being harmful to you. Or you can have very harmonious vibrations, very harmonious sounds that allow your brainwaves to slow down, allow your body to slow down. and Then you start releasing, you know, the positive endorphins.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's a a great explanation. And so that brings Mm -hmm. me to the question about types of instruments. Um, I noticed on the channel you have quite a few. Um, Also on the website, HealingVibrationsMedia.com, you guys are selling um, a few products as well. Um, What is the difference between different instruments? So each
2: instrument facilitates something different, uh, a different type of feeling and emotion um, based on the sound that it creates, of course. Um, But with, for me, each instrument has a purpose. So for all of the creations that we come up with and the sound maps that I write, I have intention put into every single instrument. So I'm like, okay, this specific instrument does this because of this. So like, for example, like I, with the Tibetan bowls. If I'm tapping the Tibetan bowl, I imagine that almost like a, like a little, like a, a, like a little bomb in the body that just goes, it like breaks up the cells. Like I imagine it just like going into the body is like this, like little hit and causes it to break up. And then I come through with the singing bowl, which is really smooth. And then I imagine after that Tibetan bowl breaks things up, Then the Tibetan bowl or the singing bowl, the crystal bowl comes in and smooths out that energy that just got broken up. And then it creates like the balance and allows the balance to flow in. And then, for example, like uh, the rain stick, I always when I hear the rain stick, it always feels like like a waterfall or like rain pouring down through my mind and just like washing everything out. So I imagine it as like a shower. So whenever I use the rain stick, it's like, okay, here's the shower part. Okay, let's just clear everything out. Okay, and now let's, let's bring in a shaker and then you know kind of move everything out, like move everything like a, like a brush, like, a, like, like I'm sweeping. Like I come through with the, the – yeah, the shaker sweeps, the rain stick washes, the gong is like a full reset of everything and a deep grounding instrument. So yeah, every instrument is like a, a character in a story.
0: Yeah, and it, it sounds like that, like you're you're telling a story and it almost sounds visual to you as you're kind of seeing these things absolutely play out. I
2: I yeah. always instinctively visualize what's happening as
0: I'm playing them. Yeah, awesome. So I I want to talk about your guys' vision because I know that you're looking to open up a, a center in Seattle. Um is, is that accurate? What do you guys kind of have planned there? What are your, your goals for getting this yeah, in that that's, location?
1: That's why it's been such a busy week. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. So we it looks like we're going to move into our new space downtown Seattle um in 2 weeks. Awesome. So really excited about that. Um and what we want to do is just start start producing shows, live sound baths um as soon as we can and then we have a lot of ideas about how we can much like YouTube, right? We're we're just going to start off just doing it like we've been doing live shows already so we we have a good idea of how to make a, a good presentation of a live show, a good experience, but we have all these ideas about how we can iterate, iterate every week and, and make it a little bit better. Um, awesome. And further down the road, or maybe not so far down the road, how we can really turn it into a very unique experience. Um, and the reason I'm not getting too specific is just because we don't, a lot of it's in flux and we don't know like yeah, no, what we're going to be able to make happen for sure yet. And when we're going to be able to make it happen, It's like a couple of days ago, I would have told you, yeah, like <laughs> we have this grand vision that's going to be in place by, you know, August the latest, but you know, we got a curveball thrown at us from our vendor and, and we can't get our hands on certain things that we need. And so I don't know when it's going to happen, but we're really excited. And that's, that's also going to be a big thing for our YouTube channel. So we're going to be moving into this 1,280 square foot space. Um, nice. And so we're going to be able to do a lot more with our productions just because we're going to have so much more space.
0: Yeah, no, that that's awesome. And uh, definitely um, everyone who's listening, watching, we're all going to put our good vibes into expediting that path and Thank making it smooth for these much. guys. <laughs> so I want to talk about the uh, the spectrum of results. Um, we'll start with just common. What are some of the common feedback um, that you get from videos or sound sessions?
1: Ooh, I know what number one is mm-hmm. tears. Yeah. Tears. Tears. Okay. The mm-hmm. most common that someone just last week came up to me after the show and told me that she, after the first 10 minutes, she just started sobbing. Um, that was at our live show. And it's one of our most common comments on YouTube as well is like, a lot of people, they'll be like, I don't, I had no idea. I don't, I've never done a sound bath before. I don't know what this is, but after five minutes I started crying uncontrollably. Is that good? Is that bad? <laughs> and uh, we actually, uh, we actually through a friend of a friend got introduced to a psychologist that lives in the area. And we've worked a lot with her to try to understand from a more of a medical perspective like what is it that's happening with people and and she she kind of analyzed some comments and emails that we'd gotten and we showed to her and and she took a look at the channel and she came and experienced the sound bath from travis and she worked with us for a little while and she was her basic analysis of that of the tears was that we're all just we're all just so distracted and we're all just so caught up in what we're doing. And for a lot of us, it's a daily struggle in so many ways. And then nobody, many people don't take the time to just sit back and unwind. And that for so many people, this music was like the first time that they had stopped and like allowed themselves to relax. And that these emotions that you sort of just like, cruise past on a day-to-day and never allow yourself to experience just come pouring out and result in tears whether or not it's it might even be happy emotions it might be sad emotions it might be uh something really dark from your past but it'll all just come pouring out and that that's ultimately a good thing that we need to process these emotions and that sound for whatever reason allows people to do that
0: yeah that's amazing that purging is amazing so on the other end what are some of the this only happened to one person or outrageous results that you've gotten or, or feedback that you've heard back from uh sound sessions
2: uh, um i mean it's not so outrageous to me uh but we get a lot of comments about uh, people like having out-of-body experiences yeah. um okay. oh actually one a really really big one is we our music facilitates the most vivid dreams that people have ever had in their entire That's lives true. like we'll get messages from people comments of people like sharing like they don't even know what happened like they it was like they didn't even go to sleep it was like they went into another world, and I personally wow. have experienced that with our sound bats too like one of my most intense dreams of my entire life came from one of our sound bats, and i when I woke up I was like whoa like why did that happen and where did i just go it was absolutely wild um so yeah you just never know what's going to come up it's just that's what's so beautiful about the sound map is you just come to just experience whatever's meant for you you know and your experience is exactly what you were supposed to experience there's no right or
1: wrong way to do it you just tune in and just see what happens yeah and you know a lot of it since you know The science in a lot of ways, like we we have these records of of how sound interacts with us in ways that we can't explain, like the somatics that we just talked about. Like nobody really knows what that means. It's just an observation. And we don't really know for sure how our music is going to interact with people listening. You know, we like Travis said, we set our intentions and we take what we do know and we try to make the best product we can for a specific reason. Uh, specific use case but um it's it's really unique to each person it's kind of like travis talking about his chant he was chanting the wrong chant and he had a specific really positive experience even though he's pronouncing it wrong like so does it matter that he was saying it wrong so it's really just about whatever the person is carrying and that's i think what travis is always saying you know whatever you experience is what you were meant to experience it's, you already have it in you like whatever you whatever needs to come out um whatever you're thinking about deep down whatever you're suppressing it's in there and uh you know we just want to make music that brings it out so people might have a wildly different experience than we intended um but that just goes to show like how how much there is to be learned from sound still and sound bath mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people yeah. absolutely hate it, you know,
2: it, it goes either way. True. Like it could be, I mean, there's no, it, you might, it might not resonate with you in any way, shape or form. And that's completely okay. And it's like, it's just not meant for you. Just like this type of genre of music isn't meant for this person. You know, it's like, right. you might love it. You might hate it. There's only one way to find out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've definitely had some some positive experiences with it. Like you said, there's only one way to find out. Um, and I want to talk about like getting started on the path for someone. But something you said just kind of popped back in my mind. Um, intention. Do you think someone who's going into their first, maybe listening to your YouTube video, maybe going to a live session, do you think they should have an intention? Or should they just let whatever happens, happens? Because I've, I've seen the benefit both ways in kind of the parts of your stories.
2: Yeah, I think it's... It, it's, it's kind of difficult. It's kind of, it's good to go in with like a mild intention. Like I would like to maybe experience this, but usually when you do create an intention, you're trying to take control of something and then you're expecting it to be like this. And then when it's right. not that way, then you end up having not the best experience because you're like, oh, well, I wanted to cry. Like I wanted to get all these emotions out, but it didn't happen. It's like, well, it didn't happen because you were thinking about it so much. And you, you know, Those, it's like the key is to to be like, I I know I have trauma. I know I have things I need to resolve. So I'm just going to just listen and just see what happens. Maybe something will happen. Maybe something won't happen. But the best
1: is to just go in without expectation and to just just try. I think it depends on whether or not you're you're at a live show. Because at a live show, you I think you should come in with no expectations. You kind of have to, right, to get the most out of it. Because
0: okay.
1: if you're not getting what you wanted out of it, like Travis said, like, oh, I wanted to cry. I'm not crying. You're not going to enjoy it. Um, you, you're going to block yourself from being able to appreciate it. Whereas, you know, if you're on our YouTube channel and you're cruising through and you want to find one for crying, and you don't like the one that you picked, like go to the next one. Like you'll find it. You'll find the right one. (laughs) But I think at a live show, you don't have that luxury in a way, even though a live show is obviously, I think a much more powerful experience. But I think with that, you just have to come in sort of, yeah, with no expectation.
0: Yeah. So live shows are powerful. I've experienced that as well as, your YouTube channel is super powerful. Where do you suggest someone starts? Um, they're listening right now. They hear my excitement. They, they see how cool you guys are and how knowledgeable you are. Uh, should they go out and buy a singing bowl? Should they go to the YouTube? Where do you think is a good starting path? Maybe a first few stepping goals.
2: Yeah, I think, I think probably checking out, uh, our YouTube would probably be a good first bet just to like, see if this is something that might interest you, but also to be open to the fact that, um, if you do go to a live show, it's going to be totally different than YouTube, than our YouTube stuff. Because um, we've been to some sound baths. Um, you know, every facilitator makes completely different types of sound bath music. You know, they might be using this bowl, these bowls, or these instruments, or might incorporate this, or might incorporate that. Um, yeah, so I would say just uh, e- experiment by, you know, seeing what, what kind of style you like by looking at the content that's on the internet but also like just throwing up Google and just finding sound baths in my area and just, or in your area and um, yeah, just kind of going from there and seeing, seeing what, what you find. And if you feel called to pick up a crystal bowl or Tibetan bowl or anything, answer the call. I just feel that whenever you yeah. someone's like, ah, oh, I just keep feeling like I need to buy this. Like it keeps telling me like I need to buy it. Just do it. I, I always say, you know, like, the crystal bowl, it's similar to the crystal. It's like, you don't pick the crystal, the crystal picks you. And so it's <laughs> like, that. you don't pick the bowl, the bowl picks you. Similar to your experience, actually.
0: Yeah, definitely. It it definitely picked me. And so with using the bowl, because you've talked about um, just letting, answering the call, but also kind of letting things flow. What would you suggest as far as a regimen? Um Should they, every day, should they just answer the call when it says, hey, you know, go to this event? Um, Should we listen to the YouTube every day? What do you think is a good starting regimen for someone who really wants to get into this and have strong experiences?
2: I think that uh, a starting, a really good way to start would be, um, don't expect yourself to listen to a whole entire sound. Don't feel like you have to listen to like a full hour or a full half hour or two hours or whatever Just start with five minutes. I feel like that's the best way to like really like notice like, okay, like uh, there's, there's studies that have come out about the singing bowls that have shown that, you know, when you meditate, it can take you up to 30 minutes to lower your brainwaves from the alpha and beta states down into the Delta and Theta. Um, But then when you use a a singing bowl, it actually brings your brainwaves from Alpha and Beta to Theta and Delta within 30 seconds. So you'll notice the effects from the singing bowls when you listen after just five minutes. That, that could be all the sound healing that you need for the day.
1: So I would say just, just listen until you feel like you don't want to anymore. Yeah. And if I could chime in, my, for me, I do, I do like a 20 to 30-minute stretch in the morning first thing when I wake up and same right before I go to bed. And like those are really great times for me to listen to sound baths. Um, it really adds to the experience. It doesn't get in the way of my day because it's just in during something that I was going to do anyway, but it's, you know, a relaxing thing. I think listening to it on your drive, people might really like that, uh, lower the stress of your, your daily commute and get you ready for the day. Um, and then also the shower is a a good time. I recommend definitely shower soundbats are the best. (laughs) I'm a big advocate. that. that.
0: Awesome. So I got a couple more questions for you guys. This has been phenomenal. Um I, I really think people are gonna enjoy this information. Um I wanna start with um an overall vision. Um and let's say I, I ask this to every guest, and I usually phrase it in the way that everyone who resonates with your message, um, they have a new understanding that you wanna convey to them. This is what you guys are standing for, what you really Uh, want to manifest while you're on this planet through your business. Um, What understanding, if you snap your finger, what understanding do the people now have um, that you want to convey to them?
1: Mm. That's a really tough question to answer. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe we should have thought about this as a business (laughs) already. But I think for me, uh, like the first thing that pops into my head is um, that you should try Soundbath and be open to it. like, you know, we've talked about before, a lot of people have sort of this um, wall up to it. It seems it seems weird to a lot of people. And I think that's fair. Um, but I think that there's so much to gain from it. People should think about it as more of a spa activity. So for me, I want you to be open to sound bath, give it a try, appreciate it for its health and wellness benefits that are well documented. Um, and see what it can do for you. Yeah, that's awesome. great. That was a great answer.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Want to add anything onto that?
1: Um,
2: to be completely honest, I, um, I can't 100% remember the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, it's, it's just really about the, the vision that you guys want to convey to everyone who, who hears your message, who runs across your YouTube or maybe sees this interview. Uh, what message would you like them to leave with?
2: Yeah, I guess a a big message is that um, we all have healing. You know, we all carry trauma and seeking healing for those traumas in a conscious way is how we resolve them. And experimenting with sound would be one of the best first gateways to resolving those inner traumas from our past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So before I get to the last question, something you said there, Drew, really, uh, it brought me back to kind of what you guys stand for. What's the the plan or the idea of how you're going to bring this to the masses? Um, do you guys, because you said you'd mentioned some people may be turned off by it. Are you guys just standing in a space of people who don't look like the normal, uh, you know, sound bath guys or or just say we're just two cool guys? What's your approach for getting this out to the masses?
1: Yeah. I mean it it's a big challenge to be totally honest um yeah. to try to destigmatize it um but yeah definitely like our mission is to destigmatize it everyone can benefit from it uh and not enough people do and I think that's because certain groups have kind of taken ownership of it and you know if you want to participate you have to do it like this and you have to be like us and um you know I think we that community loves our sound baths and and we love them and we embrace them and we don't think that that's a reason though, to, to prevent other people from getting the benefits that they could from it. Mm -hmm. So we just want to, that's how we want to bring it to the masses. We want to destigmatize it. You know, there's a lot of ideas about what, what a sound bath can do for you, um, what certain specific frequencies might, might mean or do. And, and we want to take it more from an approach of, of like we talked about before. Is like in, everybody has a different experience. Everybody has a different intention. Um, and we just want people to come in open-minded and just see what benefit you get out of it. Don't worry about like so much about like, oh, what is this frequency for? Um, am I doing this right? Just experience it. And I promise, promise you're going to enjoy it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I want to add something to that real quick too. Um, sure. About, so like, each of the singing bowls, they, they're they associated with specific ch- chakras. And so, like, when you go on our YouTube, we, we have some chakra sound bats And people will be like, oh, these actually aren't the proper frequencies for the chakras. We get that a lot. And, you know, who's to say that this chakra is associated with only this frequency, you know, or only this one? And what we've learned that is that, like, I'll have this root. Singing bowl. It's meant for the root, the intentions for the root. You can feel it in the root, but someone might feel it in their throat. They might feel it in their heart, you know? And so the whole thing about the vibrations is that they go where they need to go. It doesn't matter what frequency is what, it doesn't matter where it's like, oh, this is supposed to be for this chakra, but you feel it here, you know? So that's completely okay. And that just is like opening up to sound and just letting it move through you how it needs to.
1: Yeah. And That's you know awesome. what Charles is talking about is, is there's there's different these ideals um, about those frequencies come from you know ancient history from different cultures and they both have like very similar ideas but different ideas about which frequencies and if you go and you research the the math behind it it's really fascinating both sides of it you're like oh wow maybe there's something there and it's really interesting but they're conflicting ideals and you know people will learn about one and not learn about the other. And then they'll make up their mind that that one is right. And so I encourage people to, to not think that way, to, to try to be more open-minded. You know, like I said, there's no definitive science in this area. So right. it's, you know, those traditions are based on observations and, and intention. And so we want people to be open-minded to all the different ideals. So so our singing bowls come, they're made for a specific, uh, specific set of, of chakras and a specific set of frequencies, and that's what their intention is for, but that doesn't align with, like, the self uh sort of school of thought, for example, where you could probably get a different set of crystal singing bowls with those frequencies, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you can't listen to it the other set of singing bowls with the other yeah. guy. Yeah. Um,
0: exactly. Yeah. So experiment, try it out. That's what it sounds like. The, the great message. And I think when we, when we're fun, when we're light, when we're experimenting with things, we get the best results, right. Just trying it out and, and not being uh, too rigid in our mind. So yeah. let's fast forward. Cause you had mentioned Drew about, you know, giving it a try. Uh, Travis, you said that everyone has trauma and, and sound baths is a great way uh, to potentially resolve some of that, let's say that you guys have accomplished the first step in your goal. You have a mass, mass audience—more people who are hearing about it, more people who are experiencing uh, frequencies and sound baths than ever before. So you guys have reached the, the the first tier there. What do you think looks different in the world, or in your city, or where are these people at? What changes?
2: Peace of mind. I think that um, people that end up coming to our sound bath, like we have a perfect example. We had a sound bath last weekend and we had a, these two friends that showed up and they were so stressed and so overwhelmed because like they're running late. They went to the wrong hotel, all these things. And then... They sat down for the sound bath and they were like, within minutes, all those, all that stress and all that worry, it was just gone. It was just out the door. Awesome. So it whoever leaves a sound bath is more often than not going to be leaving in a really good space of mind. And so the more people that have the chance to take this time for themselves to let go and unwind and just surrender, the more that they can carry that piece into their next interaction with this next person. Like they leave this sound math and they're feeling so good. And then, you know, they end up ordering this coffee and this server is having a really rough day. And, but this person's feeling super good from the sound bath, so they end up leaving this, them this amazing tip. And then the server is just like, Oh, I'm super amazed by this tip. And his days changed and he's feeling super happy. And then his wife has a super bad day, but he knows that she's having a bad day. So he buys her flowers, you know? And it's just like, it's just like yeah. a, a snowball effect. They're different. You know, like if you can just affect one person in a positive way, it's going to ripple into society. And I feel like that's why it's so important for us to have like an actual space where we can just be consistently pumping those healing vibrations into the city because, you know, Seattle's going through a lot of trauma right now and it does need it and the people need it. And I think that if we have like a really good space that people can come and just be held in sound and just have this space of just like. I can just be here. There's nothing I I have to do. It's
1: going to ultimately reflect into society and then hopefully the world. Yeah, it's that permission to process your emotions. And I think without that time and permission to process your emotions, it's like getting no sleep. You become more irritable, more stressed. You need the sleep. You need to like process your day. You need to have separate time outside of sleep, outside of work, where it's just time for you to process your day and everything that's happened to you. And I think that's what the sound is doing for people. And if you're able to get that, then I think the benefits are are the same as like getting no sleep to getting sleep, processing your emotions to not processing your emotions. So yeah, I think it can just help people um, be in a better mood to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we can all definitely get behind that. It sounds amazing. So in, in closing, guys, um, I know you've got a lot of cool things going on. Tell us maybe some cool things going on, but also, please, uh, I said it at the beginning, if you guys can repeat where they can find you um, online or in person, um, could you give that information out, please?
1: Yeah, we're at YouTube slash Healing Vibrations Media this is the number one place where you can go look us up. Also, if you want to learn about live events, go to HealingVibrationsMedia.com. And you can learn about where you can see us, or how you can get a private sound bath uh, done over a video call, uh, customized. Um, and then, yeah, what do we have coming? We have our our studios coming. So, uh, if you live in the Seattle area, if you're coming to the Seattle area and you want to come to our show, we're not just doing them once a month now. We're going to start doing several a week. So, um, and we hope to keep adding shows to that schedule until. You know, you can catch a sound back just about any time of day,
0: hopefully. That's awesome. And, and Instagram too, right? You guys?
1: We're mm-hmm. also on Instagram. Awesome. We're, on okay. we're on all the things.
2: Yep, but okay. Instagram and TikTok, were, our name is Healing Vibrations Media. So include the media at the end there, as opposed to
0: YouTube, which is just Healing Vibrations. Are we not Healing Vibrations Media? we'll we'll, we'll make sure everyone finds you so this has been phenomenal guys i am so thankful for for the time that you spent uh with me and the listeners today thank you for joining me on the trading and ascension podcast it was Mm a lot of fun jason thank you Thank you for listening. This show was really fun to create, and I'm blessed to be positioned to discuss these topics with you. Um, If you enjoyed and if you benefited from our time together, give this podcast a positive vote, a like, or whatever the platform that you're listening on provides, and I'd really appreciate that. Share this podcast with a trader that you want to see grow into success. And then check out TradingAscension.com for blogs on the trading mindset and trading psychology. You can reach me there as well. Don't miss out on the free trading psychology course. There is nothing like it and it will no doubt enhance your trading business and results. Now you'll find videos and links to the masterclass on the website tradingascension.com. So go get it now. And last thing, remember to be the hero of your story.